Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning to you and you and you and welcome. This is the first day WIBC Sunday Magazine show. We sure appreciate you joining us this morning on this uh, sad Sunday. We are blue. We are blue. Colts lost. Colts go home. Colts, it's over for the season. What a sad first Sunday of the year. I know it. I know it. We're going to move on, though, and we're going to talk about the Colts, too, and uh, we will continue. We will do that. We've got a lot to talk about. I can't wait to tell you about Cecil the dog. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know that seems you know like Uh-oh. what a dog story. Well, it's a relatable dog story to everybody that has owned a dog. We're going to talk about that as well. But I want to get to our first guest this morning because there's a beloved place. I'll say a beloved bakery that's in Fortville, Sunrise Bakery, and today is their last day um, in Fortville and. I want you to all meet, if you don't already know her, Sunrise Bakery owner, Katie Kitterman. Katie, Kitter, Katie Kitterman is here. Katie, you there? Oh, yes. Hello. How are Good you? Good morning. How's business today? It's the last day. Oh, our business has been incredible. People were lined up all the way down Main Street, and the love and support everyone has shown is, is uh, over-emotional for me. But it, it's just... It's incredible to hear uh, the impact you've made on people because we don't really get to tell each other that much. So to have this community show this out, just to show this love has just been incredible. You've been there. It's been our best day, and we've never made so many donuts before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still going. And you're still people going. Still coming in. <laughs> yeah. After 10 years, they're closing their doors today. And um, let's right away tell everybody, how late will you stay open today? Uh, we'll be open till 1 o'clock today, okay. but we're running a little low now, so I'm afraid we might be out by noon. But we, we really appreciate everyone just even coming here to say goodbye and share pictures and memories. It's, it's exactly why I wanted to do this, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's It's been the absolute best ending to a beautiful 10 years. It's a shame, though, as, as to why it's ending. And explain to our listeners why it is that, you have, that you're shutting your doors today. Well, um, the, the town that we're in, Fortville, has been growing just so quickly, and it's, it's such a wonderful thing because I grew up here. And um, I knew the construction would come just because we need more sidewalks. We need more lanes in the road, and we're right, located right on Highway uh, 37, Pendleton Pike. And so, sadly, with that being our main entrance and exit and that road being closed, it was really hard for people to get here uh, since about March. So we we just decided at the end of the year it would probably be best uh, with construction continuing. But this is an amazing town, amazing location, and I really hope someone wonderful uh, takes our takes our place. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Uh, it is just such a shame because, and I think for you know you're not alone in for for small business owners, um, it can change in a minute. Uh, being yeah. being low a week, one week, you're not seeing what you saw before. It can really start that domino effect. And it can happen so quickly, right? Yes, and that's 
that's sadly the part of business owning that's not easy for me because um, you have to cut the emotions out and all the lovely people you met, but it's just sometimes you have to call it. But we love this town, and there's there's so many more restaurants coming in It's and businesses. There's a lovely boutique and wine garage across the street from us. It's it's just lovely. I'll be very sad. I'll be very sad tomorrow. <laughs> well, I know, I'm sure, because you know what? Everybody's very sad. Um, it, you know, folks say, well, it's just, a, it's a little restaurant. It's a little bakery, but it's also been a place where people meet and, and you know, really um, at that socialization and having something good and, and sitting with your friends. And that's been such a part of why that, that, why that place has been such a success, Sunrise Bakery, for so many families. Thank you for saying that. I, that was my main goal, because growing up, going to Long's Bakery, Renee's, Taylor's, Bagel Fair, they've all been open 50 years plus. It's just like, it's just nuts. It's, I've just been so, so honored to be even in this league of extraordinary bakers, is what I call them. <laughs> and so to be here and have these memories, it's, it's sad, but to have a place that people can come and hang and feel good, especially before work. Yeah. I, I call it a win-win. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me Katie, too, I don't want you to beat up on yourself. Sometimes we respond as business people to external things that we just cannot control. But I have to tell you that there's not a door that shuts that a window doesn't open somewhere. And you're an incredible woman and really quite inspirational to us here. I'm, I send you my best. By golly, I know you're going to find something else. But this is hard. When you close a business, it's part of you that you just sort of shut down. Yes, you're correct. I, watching kids grow up and families go through changes and um, being able to be a part of people's traditions like Christmas or mm-hmm. their birthdays, it, it's it's been an honor. And uh, I really appreciate your support and love as well. It means more than you know. Katie, Katie you're going to get a whole bunch of time back on your hands. And with this now being the end of a chapter, what do you see as next? Do you have something in mind for what's coming? I'm not sure as of right now, but I would, I just, I would absolutely be honored to be able to engage with people to any, anything, just anything that's in a small town or even a city where I can help be engaged with people and have fun, help them out. That's just who I am as a person. And so anything in that direction is where I'm hopefully going to go. Katie Kitterman, uh, thank you. We wanted to say thank you for your 10 years there in the Fortville area and uh, meaning so much to to so many families. And we're going to miss you there, I know for sure, but we see good things for you and also for that community, as you said. The owner of Sunrise Bakery, Katie Kitterman, they will be open as long as they've got donuts left. Uh, It'll probably be about noon before before they shut down for good. And uh, thank you for giving us some of your time this morning when you're busy over there. Thanks so much and good luck. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful morning. You too. Thank you so much. It's 11-12, and it's so unfortunate because, you know, it's that growth that I talk about so often, but sometimes the mom and pops and the little guys get really shut down uh, because you're growing. And again, you want you want growth. Did you sense one ounce of bitterness in Not her voice? Not one. What a great human being. Because she could. 
she, she could very she well be very upset. She will, and she's going to be okay. She's somebody's going to pick fine. her up. She's terrific. Katie Kitterman, owner of Sunrise Bakery, uh, Roosters, in fact, Roosters Kitchen, announced just before mm-hmm. New Year's Eve or around that area, around that time on Mass Avenue, another great place. Uh, they shut down. They closed their doors on Mass Avenue. Uh, don't know the reason behind that one, but um, you know it's tough. It's still a really tough time for some of the restaurants and uh, the mom and pops. So anyway. Uh, folks, I know you're going to miss Katie and Sunrise Bakery again. They'll stay open until about noon today, if not longer, a little bit longer if they can. Uh, this is the first day, and we're glad you're here. Terry, Stacy, Denny Smith, Kyle and Tally all here with you. we got lots to get to. We'll take a break. Thanks for joining us this morning on 93 WIBC. Oh, I love this song. 1118. <laughs> 34 degrees. Do you know why I'm playing it? I think so. Tell us. <laughs> the 25th, 25th. 25th anniversary wow. of this song. That's wild. When did you first hear it, Kai? Oh, gosh. God, Kyle wasn't even born when it was when it started, when it, be, when it debuted. 25 I can't years even ago. think. I, maybe 10. Yeah. yeah, maybe 10 years old. So she's, You know, she seems, Britney Spears, to me, I could never put an age on her, but she's getting up there, right? Is she 50? I don't know. She's in her 40s. She made some bad mistakes, and then her had family members that took advantage of her. And She's a mess, Denny. She's a mess. She's I, a mess. I try to take the high side here, I know it, you know? But she's a mess, and so yeah. she needs this girl is a cry for help still, I believe. Yeah woman by the way but it's lady. crazy how much times have changed and how everything is getting so i mean this feels like it wasn't even that long ago and that, you're right man, times change There's, we're moving on look at our little girl denny i know i was i was She's imagining starting her to feel as a, older as a 10 year old dancing to that <laughs> oh number i can just see her dancing <laughs> only as a 10 year old can dance uh, oh my there, did uh, you say you you think i'm sounding older no do i think you're sounding older get, no. am i getting older i i think no but you're but you feel when you hear a song like this and you say it's 25 years old, you think, don't you feel like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, yeah. I, I feel so old. So there's because a debate. You think you've been listening to it forever. There's a debate going around right now with my generation, the weird ones that are like late 90s, but early 20s. Anyways, we're not old, but we're not young. And so when we go on Facebook and we're oh like, boy. oh, hey, we're kind of young. No, actually, you're not. And, hey, you're old. No, you are we're such seasoned. a weird. We're in a weird spot right you're now. You're in a weird spot. But you're... when I was your age, I felt very young. I mean, yeah. I felt still felt very young. I was working in at WIBC, and I was I was really everybody was older than than me. When I was Kai's age, I was overwhelmed. I was working 80 hours a week. I had a baby oh, and a yeah. and a house payment. Sheesh. But Kai, it's your generation that's going to solve the problems of the world. I'm Let's telling you, let keep our fingers. Crossed. We've got Amen. our fingers Let's crossed our for fingers you because crossed. we've screwed we it up. Hope. <laughs> we, we have we've have messed hope. it up, but you can fix it. Hope. Uh, Well, as the new year does begin, a lot of you have set some pretty lofty goals for the next 12 months. And recently, I met a comedian and musician, Blake Champlin, who grew up in Martinsville, and he's preparing to do something really big for charity. And during our conversation, I asked Blake when he knew he wanted to be a comedian. That's a good question. Um, I actually tried stand-up the very first time, and I did it a handful of times back in 2003 while living in Los Angeles. And then... I tried it again uh, in 2006 a handful of times, and ever since I stopped doing it in 2006, 
it's been on the back of my head. You need to keep, you need to get back into this. And I finally, in 2019, was a big year for me. And I quit my career and I traveled to sort of find myself. And I realized that I wanted to do stand-up. And I've been doing it ever since. Can you describe for us what your comedy is like? Well, that's a good question. I uh, I, I have some silly uh, short jokes, um, and lately I've been trying to write about stories from my life and my past and trying to make light of some things that I went through. So I, I want to be silly. I want to be high energy and silly. I'm still working on that. But, yeah, that's what my goal is. But music has been such an important part of your life, too. Correct. I've been I've been playing. I started playing music in sixth grade. Uh, I started out playing the cello, and I did that for two years. And then I moved to percussion and did all the marching band and all the band stuff throughout middle and high school. And then uh, I moved to drum set and been in rock bands and all that stuff. And then I started playing the ukulele a few years ago. I've been playing that ever since, but still playing the drums because if you don't know, everybody is a secret wannabe drummer. Um, <laughs> they should all know that. And it's the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> I started playing the ukulele through a friend of mine who wanted to play, and I thought this would be fun to do. I've been doing that for a few years and, and wrote a few of my own songs and playing covers, and that's going to be what I play in my what we're about to talk about. Oh, you can do anything. You've got so much talent. Let's talk about Blake's Big Walk, which was born from your desire to be more positive. Tell us what you've got planned. So uh, what I'm going to do is my plan is to walk the perimeter of the U.S. and I'm going to street perform as both a comedian and a musician. And the idea is just to bring smiles to people. And it's all going to be a pay-it-forward kind of a like a fundraiser, a pay it forward fundraiser. So rather than me asking for money, which I will have, to, which I will do if I have to, if it gets to that point, but rather than me asking for money, if you enjoy my entertainment, please just pay that forward and go do something good for others or, or even for yourself. If, if you know you're struggling and you've been wanting to go to the gym for 10 years, go do it. That's the whole purpose. Just to spread happiness and, and try to get people to do good for themselves. And, and for others and to make the world a better place that way. You can follow his journey at Blake's Big Walk on YouTube. What was the inspiration to take on such an ambitious goal to walk the perimeter of the United States? Yeah, I, in a nutshell, I was, I kind of had this idea that I wanted to do this traveling show with comedy and music and I would have like an open mic for the comedy and music at the show so everyone could be involved. And that would be cool. And somehow out of that, some big things that I've done as well, like what's my next big thing to do? And this just popped in my head. I'm going to walk the perimeter of the U.S. And my heart immediately said, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my purpose in life. So here we are. And here you are. Blake Champlin is with us from Martinsville preparing. And in fact, part of your preparation is you're getting ready to take a wilderness survival course. Yes, that is correct, down in Georgia with a former Navy SEAL, Chad Wright, and his brother, Blake Wright. I know Chad's been very inspirational to you. Yeah, I uh, uh, I found some videos of his on YouTube. I've watched quite a few interviews with him. Something told me when I found out about his class 
that I needed to take it, not just because of the class, but something tells me I need to meet Chad. And it's going to be integral in this big walk. I think that it's the right thing to do. You're going to meet so many people during this walk around the perimeter of the United States. What are you most looking forward to? And there's so many things, but that's one of it. Uh, just learning about myself and, and the world around me and learning about what it's going to take to do all this and being a better entertainer, too. I mean, there's so much that I want to learn that I'm going to learn from this. It's hard to really pinpoint anything. So when will you begin the walk? My goal right now is I want to leave at the latest by the spring of 2025. So I'm giving myself plenty of time. How long will it take? My guess is between two and three years, but probably closer to the three-year mark. Do you know how many shoes you've got to take with you? No, but I did meet a great man by name Leroy Bailey, who did a perimeter walk, also a fundraiser, but not as a street performer. But he said he went through eight pairs of shoes. Oh, not as many as I thought. You need a shoe sponsor. Blake, I do want to know how you prepare for a lot of alone time. I'm starting to wonder that because I just started making this public a month ago and I'm getting a fair amount of support already. I mean, this is my third interview and I was not expecting any interviews at all. It didn't even pop in my head. I think it's going to be more than I'm expecting. How can listeners follow along on your journey walking the perimeter of the United States? I have my YouTube, which is at Blake's Big Walk. I just started a TikTok, the same thing, at Blake's Big Walk. He's a good guy. Honestly, Blake, thank you for giving us your time. I had that conversation earlier, and we're wishing you the very best. Again, follow along with his journey. He's a good guy. Hope We hope for the best for this one. He's got a, a little bit of planning to do still. But uh, and I also thank our friend Dave Wilson, who was our connection. Dave Wilson, if you know Dave, I have a lot of respect for Dave. Love him dearly. And he's also the one. He's getting married he's in, getting in married. April. Yep, he Unbelievable. Is. But he's, he's buddies with Blake and said, you need to talk to this guy. He's got a good story. So anyway, thanks to Dave and also thanks to Blake. All right. It is 1127. Kylan, should we take a break? What should we do? Yeah, let's take a break. What are we going to do next? We're going to talk about uh, Colts for a minute. We want to talk about the Colts, the Colts loss. Just for a minute, everybody, just for a minute, because I had a couple questions uh, about what happened yesterday, last night, and uh, I've got some answers. And we're just going to talk about it just for a minute, but we've also got more conversation. I can tell you about Cecil. Cecil the dog, too. Because this is such a relatable story. Cecil the dog and what he ate. Well, who (laughs) names a dog Cecil? I had a cat named Cecil. For crying out loud. He got his owners into a lot of trouble. Sure did. Uh 1128, it's the first day on 93 WIBC. Uh, Really can't say. Baby, don't hold up. Baby, it's cold outside. It's 11.34, and it is cold outside. 34 degrees. It's going to get a lot colder, though. Uh, sure. So, no mind. I mean, it will. <laughs> I've been around long enough to know it's going to get... Now February you're, is Now you're the weather girl. I love it. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? In fact, that is something that was said during the press conference last night after the Colts lost. And listen, I thought it was a fun year. I had a fun year. We had no hopes, right? I mean, we they said predicted that the Colts would maybe win four games, and we we won nine. nine. Yeah. So that we should and feel we good about that. We should have won three more. In fairness, right. we should have been twelve right. and five instead of nine and eight. So. So the question, 
and I think that everybody's asking or was curious about, and if you don't know already or know, in the press conference last night, uh, obviously Shane Steichen came out head coach, and the question was, why did Jonathan Taylor come out on that fourth and one play? He carried the ball seven times in a row. Was his ankle okay? What happened there? And Shane Steichen says, yeah, he's all right. The play we had up, we had to look for it. It was man-to-man coverage, and it just didn't work. And then the question was, but you did run it with Tyler Goodson. Who must just feel, I mean, can you imagine feeling that him, poor what he feels kid. today? And he said, I just feel like a failure. My God, he's he caught like 600 passes during well, the season, and it, he's he it's shouldn't have been right. in that position. I don't understand what happened. And and anyway, you're right. I mean, you, there, were a lot, there was a lot of blame to go around, I think. From would the play you have run an eighth running play well, in a row? I don't, I don't know. even I know what that means. Decent call, but, but the question yeah. was to, to Shane Steichen, but you did run it with Tyler Goodson. Why was that the choice? And he says, obviously, we called time out there. It was fourth and one. We saw the front they were in, and we liked the look for that play in that situation. And then the question was asked, so Tyler Goodson had practiced that play, and Shane Steichen said, correct. Felt good about Tyler Goodson in that situation. He's a pass catcher for us in the backfield, and it is what it is. Oh, that poor kid's got to go the so, whole season. And- yeah. I thought his you know, teammates stood up for him. You know, it was well, a Well, then that's what he said. And then then when Tyler uh, Goodson got up to talk, that question obviously was asked about, you know, how do you feel? And it seems like everybody's wrapped their arms around you. Was that meaningful to you? Yes, he said, absolutely. Um, he says, going forward, I'm just going to be me, keep God close to me, going to talk to my parents because those are probably the only people that are loving me right now. Aww. And I hate that he felt that way and feels that way. I mean, you just, you know, we've all been there and maybe not in football oh but we've all we've all failed <laughs> oh my god it's part of life and you have to the, your character rises to the top and how you deal with it is it that's character building and creates the person that you are so anyway going forward this season is over and it was sad and the way it ended was sad and we but we had a lot of fun everybody's had fun this season and didn't think we would so anyway there's we We've been here before, right, gang? Oh, I will boy. tell you, as somebody that has been around here a while, uh, there's nothing like winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is so fun. It, you, this, the, that it, day listen, will come so again. so fun, and that day will come again, But it is, and it's worth the wait, I suppose, but it is. Okay, let's go, Blue. They did put the banner right. up honoring Kenny Moore, and they I thought did. that was cool. Me too. I thought that was cool. Uh, you're right, Denny. That's a, that was a good part, good part of the story. Got the banner up. Uh, so now we move on at 11.37 because here's a more relatable story, perhaps, for, for some of us. Cecil the dog. So there's Cecil the dog. I is, like this song. Yeah. I like this story already because nobody names a dog Cecil. Cecil. He's a seven-year-old beautiful golden doodle. As you, I've got a doodle. I got Denny's a doodle. Got a doodle. Uh, most all of us got a doodle. I now. got a labradoodle, <laughs> but it's, you know, they're still stupid Doodles. at times, you know. <laughs> They took an overdose of stupid at one point. Yeah. But they are what they are, and we love them, right? So this seven-year-old doodle dog in uh, Pennsylvania, um, he ate roughly $2,000 in cash, and then he chewed what? and wait, tore wait, wait, up wait, wait, the wait, wait. rest. What? He- he ate $2,000 in cash, and then he chewed and tore up the rest of the $4,000 that were laying in an envelope at this couple's home. They were using the cash. They went to go get $4,000 cash to have, a, they're having a fence built, and the contractors wanted cash. Oh, gosh. So they put the money in an envelope, set it in, and then when they came, they came home, Stupid and this dog, dog had eaten $2,000, and they say that this was, you know, um, the whole story is really just very out of 
character for this dog. He doesn't normally do that. He's a 100-pound lap dog, they said. They can um, prove that they got the money. Yeah. They should go to the well, Secret they checked, Service and, <clears throat> and ask for some Well, immediately, you take the dog to the vet. <laughs> And he was okay. He was okay. But so it was time to retrieve what they could once that happened. And so that meant that they had to do a lot of money laundering, if you will, because he started throwing up the cash, the dog did, and it also came out the other end. And it was like, uh, Carrie, the wife, says it was like balled up pieces that we had to kind of remove from his number two. And salvage what they could, and then Clayton, the husband, washed the money clean, and they found that their bank would take back any bills that had been taped together with the full serial number visible on both ends. And so right now, they've got about $3,550 back. Wow. That, that's Okay, that's so that's a $450 problem, right? Well, that's not bad. And I'm just asking because what has your dog eaten? <laughs> because uh, ours is our, our everything. Fir- okay, our first dog ate... Two crayons, a purple crayon and a pink crayon, and we thought that's funny watching it come out in the poop. Yeah, but then uh, Sandy ate this swim Sandy. cap. Andy was on a swim team, and she ate this swim cap. And honest to goodness, it did. It came out intact, that's but that's it was oh so gosh, long, Danny. intact, intact, and of, really long. Oh, now uh, that's amazing. That seems like that might have done some damage. You know, when you think about, oh my gosh. Well, if you talk about a colon <laughs> cleanse, I mean, it, whatever it didn't come out, it drugged the rest out. I mean, God. that's for sure. Did you have? Have you ever had oh a pet gosh. eating thing, you know, Colin? I always thought that eating homework would be the worst thing you know my That's dog ate my homework but eating cash is something else oh my four thousand dollars i think the worst thing that my dog ever well for me she, she chewed a hole in the hose and <laughs> one day i was getting ready for work i was wearing business casual stuff running late but i had to fill up the dog's water oh, so no. then it wasn't just empty all day she's an outside dog so yeah. pulled the hose over turned it on <laughs> Sure enough, there's a little shower a before hole. my work day. Oh, man, uh, you're so mad at uh, that moment. I mean, Emerson uh, and I've had a, a, dogs all my life, and Emerson is our latest. And this one is, um, I mean, came home and all the wallpaper was gone. Oh gosh! It <laughs> ripped up all the wallpaper. So then we had to start putting gates up because we thought, you know, I mean, she went to school. She was perfect in school, but now that she's out of school, she's she's a terror again. But uh, sunglasses, um, uh, credit cards, um, uh, wow. fifteen magazines at a time. I'm told she's that quick. the reason that dogs do that is because their gums itch. And they do that. But we had a dog once that ate the whole corner of the couch off, the the armrest. And she still had all the foam stuck on her muzzle. And we came home and said, what did she do? What did you do? And she just looks at you. What are you talking about? But she's got this foam stuck all over her face. I know. And like most of us, you know what? This couple, they said they weren't mad. (laughs) They said because she's just a dog. You know, she doesn't, she's not doing anything vicious, you know, or malicious. I guarantee you Clayton was pissed. He was washed. And dog poop and money, <laughs> and had to separate it. And then who had to put it all back together with tape? Oh man! Oh. Our uh, our dog. The first time Emerson ate something that I just was so scared about was in her poo were these white chips, and I thought she has gotten into paint. She's eaten lead paint, and until I kind of looked through it and I saw the number of a race car on it, and I realized it was we had done Easter eggs in rate when decorated them like race cars, Jeez. and I found a little piece of the. T- Higher on this, and I thought, oh no, she's just eating all the Easter eggs. With she doesn't the shells have to take any calcium, though. I mean, it's good. Yeah, calcium. I thought for sure she's eating lead paint. She's going to die any minute. Good 
Oh man. Anyway, this this story is get, they're getting closer to their four thousand. They're close to getting every cent of that back, even though it was. They can sell the digested. story for a thousand. I mean, there could be money ahead. <laughs> yeah, look at that. All right, when we come back, it's investing sense with Denny Smith on ninety three WIBC. Denny. Yeah, you've you got, got a friend in Denny. When the road looks a little snowy ahead, yeah. You just remember what your Denny said. Or you got a friend in Denny. Yeah, you got a before we get to Investing Sense with Denny on 93 WIBC, first day with Terry Stacy, I want to mention you can hear the Toy Story soundtrack live in concert with the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. So cool. They're doing it today. Today's the last performance of it over at the Hilbert Circle Theater. It's right across from us. Mm-hmm. You can attend it at 2 p.m. It's their it last is, matinee showing. If you've never seen something like that where they simulcast and, and play at the same time, it's, it's very, very well done. Well, today I want to talk to you ladies about trust. When we look at the institutions that uh, Americans trust most and least, the skepticism is growing. And if if there is anybody left to trust in America, I'm going to be surprised. The survey I gave it to uh, Kylan showed that the most trusted institution in America is small business. Two out of three people really trust small business. The military is pretty close behind, uh, six out of ten, and from there it heads straight to the cellar. And nobody trusts the medical system, the banking system, public schools, the church, religious leaders, and the lowest trust belongs to television, big business. Yes, Kylan. If you are a visual person that is posted, that picture of the survey Denny's talking about, it's posted on Facebook, First Day with Terry Stacy. if you want to follow along. I always thought, too, Kai, that if I could not trust the statistics that I was founding from the Department of Labor, all hell would break loose. Well, this week we learned that the unemployment numbers have been cooked specifically to deceive Americans. It was reported this week that the U.S. unemployment reports were overstated by 439,000 jobs throughout 2023. And the way they fix that is they say, we need to restate the numbers. They don't say we fricking lied to you. They just say we need to restate it. So public jobs are overstated, private jobs are overstated. And all of this most likely is done for political reasons, but it keeps us all to be totally cynical all the time about anything and everything. We're going to get an ulcer. Yeah, we are. But trust is a funny (laughs) thing, ladies. People are willing to offer it cautiously. And if it is earned, it is given willingly and in lovingly in exchange for just giving us the truth. But if the controlling press and media or politicians and leaders or even the financial institutions continue to enrich the already rich at the expense of the rest of the population, sooner or later, something's going to give. Now, I'll tip my hat to Charles Hugh Smith. I read his blog. He says that the lower 90% of Americans are struggling with debt that they have willingly taken on because they trusted what they were hearing from the press, the politicians, and the financial institutions. They were getting the all clear. Buy this today. Put it on your credit card. Go invest in your education. Take out the student loans. We'll make it possible for you to get what you want today and you can pay for it later. Well, later has finally arrived and it's scaring the wits out of kids with student loans, middle-class Americans who have suddenly become lower class Americans with wages that aren't keeping up with inflation. Here's where it got started. COVID-19 
When that happened, the evil ones lowered the cost of capital. They lowered the effects of risk. And they almost eliminated the effects of competition to just to keep things in balance. Now the world is just so much riskier. And it's not the fault of everyday Americans who've trusted so many people that didn't deserve the trust. It's the fault of the evil people who have run unchecked in our banking system, in our political circles, and certainly our press and media. Okay, for, for investing sense this week, I want you to be cautious right now. Please be so very wary of things that seem too good to be true because they probably are. Our employment numbers, they overstated them month after month after month with outright lies. And these are the tools of a group of people whose greed knows no bounds. Remember who we're talking about. Who do Americans trust? All right, you ready? Ready. One in 12 trust Congress and politicians. Ooh. Only one in 12. One in Only 12. One in seven trust big business and TV news. Only <laughs> one in six trust the judicial system. Oh, man. Only I one agree. in four trust the Supreme Court, the banks, the schools, and organized labor. 25% of us don't trust the Supreme Court anymore. Even scarier to me is that only one in three trust the medical system or their church. That 30%. That, you know, that's pretty sad. That's you can understand scary, politics. You can understand banks. You can understand all of the yeah. uh, media. You can understand all of that. But when it comes to your clergy, I know. Uh, that, the, and, and um, also, you know, I mean, your doctors. When we stopped doc- trusting doctors, and what was the other one? It was doctors? Trusted the judicial system. Judicial system. The courts, the courts. banks, schools, organized yeah, labor is really ugly. I mean, yeah. they don't trust them at all. But scarier to me is this medical system. The Only medical one system. One in three. Yeah. One in three. Now, it's going to be an interesting year, and that's why I bring it up. The filters that each of us have always had to protect us from being gullible and from being manipulated, they're all down, and they're worn out, and we're, we're, getting, we're getting worn out with a system of filters that no longer work for the people that we need to be filtered from. We've got to learn to think and analyze like our forefathers and foremothers. Their lives depended on detecting threats to their homes and families. We don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ask the American uh, person, you say, would you rather have freedom or would you rather have security? 95% of them say, I want security. Well, whatever happened to freedom? Well, that's been eroded and that's part of the filtering system where they're filling us full of this horse hockey uh, and they're lying to us so the threats how do you come up with this stuff horse, horse hockey is that what you said what well is. you can't say horse on a on a radio oh. kai thank you thanks yeah. for letting me not do my job the, yeah the threats to- <laughs> so here let me get serious again the threats to each of us are multiplying exponentially to the lies we are absorbing daily from scoundrels demented psychopaths and sociopaths that are clinically devoid of any soul or conscience. Yes, Congress, I'm talking about you. And yes, you New York bankers, I'm talking about your sorry behinds too. And even the Department of Labor who lies to us continually. I try to be up on Sundays. I love this show. I'm sorry, Denny. But the risk is so great to us because we're dealing with a bunch of liars. You're right. You know, I, You're I, right. You know, what would you do if you had a lover who cheated on you? Would you go, would you pay attention to him? No. You'd say, one and done. You're out of here, lady. Or you'd say, out of here, guys. But no, that's it. That's it. 
But but that's so do we? So should we trust politicians and those Hell that also no. have cheated and, and on their? I mean that I think that's about your character. Yeah. Can you separate the personal life from anybody? Terry, that's a good. When we question. talk about I, cheating, I think that, I think that always is such a character. Like if you you know I mean uh, I don't trust you in anything if you're a cheater. Once you yeah, get I past the, that personally, yeah. yeah. Once you get past the local level, I think that politicians sell their soul I to be too. in a position of leadership and uh, you can see it on the state level really easy you can see it on the national Even, level what about at our city county council level um i think that's still local level but re- remember to get into city county po- politics you've got to be very much party right. focused even school boards now oh my gosh that was I supposed mean, it's even to be school boards now when and, we took civics I mean, in high school in the 60s by God, that that was a non-political p- position. Right. We didn't care about the politics. Right. Well, now it's all politics. It is. They snuck it. You can't trust anymore, Not Terry Not anymore. Lynn. And you know why? Politics. Politics. Because everything's got pol- everything's in uh, pol- political. Yeah, did I mention though that it's Kylan's generation that's going to save our sorry yes, behind? We're counting on it. Yeah, because they've already they already know that they can't trust certain people. Okay, we had to go through this catharsis right. of decades. Kylan, you you don't trust anybody that doesn't deserve trust. They definitely have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be. At a girl. Yeah. You're a pioneer woman, Kai. <laughs> We're you're changing gonna, the ways here. Yeah. Let's go. You're going to be able to take on the wild, <laughs> man, you know, oh man, animals and and threats. look at the year ahead. And I do want to talk about this at some point. Does a political year affect stocks and? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So that's ahead, or yeah. is it after? When when does it start affecting po- politics? Have start affecting what happens in the stock market? What happens is politics affects money. Money affects the market. So if politics sends a signal, we're going to make sure that there's liquid everything. Then the markets say, "Hey, we can make stupid decisions. We can we can get out of stuff because the government's going to help us." But it's going to be a crazy year. Great. <laughs> Iowa caucuses on the 15th. Put a just smile right on your face because Kylan's I mean, coming go. to the rescue. Here we go. Save yeah. uh, the world. Let's we're gonna, go. Yeah, let's, in, you know, let's do some fun stuff in the next hour. We're okay. going to. We're going to. We're going to do that in the next hour. It's 11 to 56. Glad you're here with us on the first day. Today's top stories are coming up next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.